welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Just a quick note on today's episode, someone was so inspired by the mining episode last week that she decided to record down a mine, or I accidentally recorded on the wrong mic. So I do apologize, my audio is not great on my end, but Brittany sounds fantastic as usual. So apologies, but I hope you still enjoy the episode. Thanks. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this... this- so pair with alcohol well everyone is asleep you're at work and while everyone is awake making a ton of noise by the way you're supposed to be sleeping because today's life pairing is nightshifts with good morning coffee stout we discuss four thousand degrees bells and rhythm oh rhythm <laughs> It, it all sounded, honestly, you know what that sounded like? That sounded like a 90s boy band. I, it does. It sounded like it sounded like 4,000 degrees with bells and rhythm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see them in action. I hope their dancing skills are amazing. Uh, I bet they're good. I, I want them in visors. I want them in yellow mm-hmm. jackets. I want them Absolutely. in ski goggles for no reason at all. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep that those lights out somehow. Dude, I remember like Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys just rocking ski goggles, and for some reason I was always like, I need a pair of ski goggles. <laughs> I'm going to the dance, baby. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> That'll come back. Don't worry. That'll come back. It'll. You know um, what? It's already starting. Like it's already. Oh there was already like boy bands starting back. Like, yeah. Um, whatever they're called from uh, South Korea. Like, oh yeah, the BSB B- or something. B. Yeah. BTS, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of nineties bands, dancing, a nighttime thing, uh, night shifts. I whoa, that was a walk, but I appreciated it. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where is this gonna take us? If she lands on the psychology of night shifts, <laughs> I'll be shocked. Um, <laughs> You've done night shifts before. I have done night shifts before. Um, in in two previous jobs, I worked. Uh, we worked actually, mm-hmm. Carl and I together at Safeway. Which, uh, side note, I found out that Ryan Reynolds also worked at Safeway in Vancouver. Oh, did you know of that? Of course he did. I wonder which one he worked. Probably the one in Kitsilano. No, it was some other way. He, it was a street name, like a like four, number a numbered street. Oh. Yeah, could have been the one. Could have been the one by commercial. <laughs> um, but yeah, it. I worked uh, night shift for Safeway, which I was pretty young, and also they, they, they were like, "Yeah, you just work night shift." And I was like, "What's that?" They're like, "Yeah, everyone has to take a turn, um, and you just stock the shelves." So typically, I was in produce, but because I was a clerk, right? They'd be like, "Yeah, you just stock the shelves at night." Yeah. So yeah. you had to do, so you had to go on these six week, uh, night shifts. Like everyone yeah. had to put, do a six week, whatever, like section mm-hmm. of it. And yeah. it would just be me. And sometimes just a creepy old grown man <laughs> in a locked store with no cameras. And I was yeah. 18 and cute. Yeah. Luckily I'm so naive that I just never thought it was a thing. <laughs> 
and I just like right. never think anyone is ever interested in doing anything. So I just would be like, it just never would have phased me. Yeah. Now that I think back on it, I'm like, it's like kind of a touch and go situation. Even because they say it would be open to 11. And that kind of error between like 10 and 11 is not like a great time for just being in a safe way in a yeah. Uh, we were in a mall though, so I think we kind of yeah. We were in like the that. rich part of town, so it really wasn't yeah. like like we were working. <laughs> the way I I had to Carla walked down the street to go to work. I had to come up the hill, if you know what I'm yeah. saying. I had to yeah. ride my bike from down below. Like <laughs> <laughs> like I crossed I crossed the tracks to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not that fancy, but uh, uh, fancy for Calgary. So I worked a night shift. It was I did not like it. It was awful. So did you I, have to work six weeks in a yeah, row of night shifts? Yeah, and you worked from 12 o'clock at night till 8 o'clock in the morning, or 11 o'clock at night till 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you had your orders come in, and you um, would just unpack them and stock the shelves and turn everything yeah. facing out. That was your whole job. Right. It took forever, though. If you weren't good at it, it, like, you, it took a while to get fast at. Right. And then once you got fast at it, we would just like bang it out in like a couple hours, and then we'd just sleep <laughs> or, nice. or watch movies or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. So that was not too bad. Yeah, it wasn't anything I wanted to do. And then I had to do it a lot uh, when I built elevators. But the caveat being we were paid double time and you usually got 12-hour shifts. So sometimes you would work like seven 12s at night. And so you were getting paid basically five times what you would normally See, and you should because I'm sure we're going to talk about this later, but it doesn't seem like... Remember when we used to ask whether this thing was a good thing or not a good thing? Yeah. I think this one's not a good thing. Dude, I looked, I tried to be unbiased about it, and I tried to look desperately to figure out if it was good or not. I I got a lot of stuff. But in the meantime, have you ever had to work a night shift? Have you ever I have never had to work a night shift. I'm very, very lucky. I don't think anyone that knows me would probably put me on night shift. I'm very... <laughs> not okay with not having sleep like i'm not sorry i'm not okay with not having any sleep yep. very moody very cranky and i'm very messy so <laughs> it's easier for everyone if they just keep me on a regular schedule so i'm trouble enough as is i like i i just like never knew any better i like never knew i had the option to say no i just was like yeah. all right <laughs> i always just did my brother currently works on night shifts he works at a mm-hmm. mine he works two days and two nights, 12 hours, 12 hours. And then he has, so he's works four days in a row and then has four days off. Right. And they've done some studies to suggest that's potentially the best way to do it. Okay. I'm telling you what, his life for four days is an absolute nightmare. Right. Because he's, he's working 12 hours. So he works eight till 8 AM till 8 PM, goes home and sleeps. Gets up, works 8 a.m. till 8 p.m., goes home, sleeps, has a full day, and then yeah. goes to work and works 8 p.m. till 8 a.m. Oh. So there's a day in the middle bad. where he's like, has to sort of try to switch it. Yeah. And then do two night shifts. And then he comes home, and then his day, his first day off is basically just trying to be a human. Yeah. Because I you can't. Think- yeah. Other way that would work then, but well, they probably know, I guess. Well, I don't know. I mean, so um, I guess I, I could just stay up that day in between and then be fucked. But that's 
that's what often that's often what he does well he often yeah he does that sometimes he he switches it he's he's he tries to have a pretty good routine but he has a little guy and it's like not when you have kids it's just like not even like it's not like you can be like by the world (laughs) (laughs) my nephew's too he's like hi dada yeah (laughs) so it's it's so i looked into this carla Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's no good way to do it man (laughs) um i looked into there's i got some great information from the like a a website from the government of australia uh i got some great information from a dot org site so that's got to be uh um, british i would imagine or or governmental governmental stuff so basically like here here's what it potentially can cause so here, uh, this I, I I got into just even this is just a small summary of potential health risks and problems right. it can happen. So let me just give you a little overview. The body, the reason why it's not good for you to do a night shift or be like forever on night shift is because the body's synchronized to night and day by a small part of the brain known as the circadian clock. So you might hear circadian rhythm. Yeah. Uh, a lot, lot of it's circadian function. They have a lot of different names for it. Um, so it essentially just is like this little part of the brain that's just like, this is daytime, this is nighttime. Right. So your body does different things when you're supposed to sleep. So body functions such as heart rate, blood pressure, temperature, digestion, brain activities fluctuate over a 24-hour period under the guidance of that circadian clock. So. Right. I think apparently, and I don't think this is, true because it doesn't happen to me apparently your body temperature is supposed to lower just before you go to bed it does so that's one of the biggest things is actually that's that's something that is a major problem for shift workers or night shift workers uh more exclusively is that you don't your body temperature naturally lowers at a certain time you go to sleep and uh then it when it when it's time to wake up it it raises again right so like typically night shift workers can't actually get like a full eight hour sleep in the day. You know, there's like environmental factors surrounding that, like depending on what your, your home life is like, where you're sleeping, but you know, like the light, you know, all yeah. these different things. Like you can, you can block out light, you can do all these different things, but your actual brain uh, function is telling you, you should be up, you should be awake. Uh, you can switch it. Right. You know, like you can switch those circadian rhythms to make it so that your night becomes your day. Uh, mm-hmm. That takes, I think they said, uh, something like six weeks oh, okay. before your brain, before your body will start to do it. But I mean, the typical. So when you were doing six weeks of night shift, you had almost got there. <laughs> yeah. Ripped that fucker away from you. And they were like, frig right off. So, no, but the problem is, is that you would never achieve that because on your days off you revert to date your proper days and nights so you might work five days but then two days like you want to get back to your family's rhythm or even just like your friend's rhythm or whatever the case may be whatever your social friends with owls and cats (laughs) and if you unless you're only doing the musical cats then <laughs> then your circadian oh, rhythms are perfect. Okay. That makes me if anybody has not seen Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, just fast forward to the cats episode. It's a <laughs> brilliant piece of comedy. We were just just speaking offline about our uh yeah. love for Amy Sedaris. So uh but yeah, so this is like I mean it truly is 
it's physically like I, I was looking for mentally and, and the psychology of it, which I'll get to, <laughs> but truly the physiology of it is insane. Yeah. So these are just some of the problems that you can experience. Uh, it, so it says a shift worker is at increased risk of health problems such as digestive upsets, obesity, heart disease, and a- accidents due to excessive daytime sleepiness. Right. That's that's one of the big things. You're, uh, here, here's a reason for the obesity. So your mm. metabolism at night works differently. An important body function, which allows the circadian rhythm, is internal body temperature. This temperature increases throughout the day, and it reaches a lower level in the early hours of the morning and reaches a maximum level in late afternoon. The tendency to fall asleep and stay asleep occurs... Uh, during the decreasing phase of temperature in your circadian rhythm between midnight and 4 a.m. As the body temperature rises, it's more difficult to stay asleep. So this is one of the reasons why workers who try to fall asleep at 8 a.m. find it very difficult um, and also find it difficult to remain asleep during the day. So, right. And they're not, their digestive, their metabolism, I guess, is not working as fast. It's not working as fast. It's not working regularly. You're eating at odd times. One thing I found constantly that i thought was uh, impossible to navigate was an eating yeah. schedule right because you're like do i, I eat breakfast. in the day like you kind of just wake up like starved at noon yeah but like you would never wake up starved at 4 a.m yeah because your body yeah is automatically go like dude it's the middle of the day you haven't eaten anything yeah so like, you're like no this is the middle of my night yeah, and you're hungry, and you don't know why, and you're like, I can't sleep. So your body temperature is all fucked up. Your metabolism is all fucked up. So this, it goes on to say, so the likelihood of obesity and likely of, or, uh, increased risk of cardiovascular disease, higher risk of mood changes, increased risk of gastro problems such as constipation and stomach discomfort, again, because your rhythm is totally off, yeah. higher risk of motor vehicle accidents and work-related accidents, Right. Increased we talked about lighting. that in the, in the napping episode, and you said one thing people do to negate that is to take a nap at work before they leave, Yeah, which is insane. But, I mean, yeah, that's probably the safest way to do it if you've just worked all night. Yeah, you're like, I'm a little tired. I'm going to, like, just have a quick napsky. And then and then to get into some of the more the sociology of it and also just, like, your the psychology of it is an increased <laughs> likelihood of family problems, including divorce and probable. Oh, and then it goes back to probable increased risk of cancer, especially breast cancer. Oh. Which is odd. I'm just seeing that now. Yeah. Um, I saw a person, like, that it was carcinogenic. That's what you call it. Um, I didn't know that it was. So, I think I saw breast, colon, and a, a lot of people, a lot of sleep doctors, a lot of like a lot of well, it, no matter what kind of doctor, they always ask about your sleep. Right. Yeah. How are you sleeping? Like literally, the what are you eating? How are you sleeping? And are you drinking water? Are like the three questions people will ask. Yeah. Immediately, and this just throws all of that off. Right. There, so I went in to see, I'm like, is there any ways of helping this? <laughs> Can, does anyone want to help us? Um, yeah. So they just were, they just talk about trying to maintain um, as much of a rhythm as you can, as much of a routine as you can. Yeah. Um, making, checking in on your mental health, making sure like, 
you know, having a, having a family plan, because if you have a family at home and you can't sleep, your work level goes down, like you get, you have to have a plan. Yeah. And you have to probably also missing out on a lot of things too. Yeah. Like socially, you're not seeing your friends because they're out during the day. And it's, this is something in sort of a a parallel um, feeling is, is working and not working. Like as Mm -hmm. a comic, when I, when I stopped having a day job, Mm -hmm. all your friends are at work. (laughs) Like you, you think it's going to be a party, but oh yeah, all my friends are working. (laughs) So when you're just shit canned on a Tuesday, (laughs) (laughs) they're like, it's, I'm still at work. And I'm like, I work Monday to, or I'm like, I don't work Tuesday. (laughs) I'll work through Thursday through Saturday, you know? Um, uh, my even, mom and I, my mom is retired and, um, her brother is kind of not semi-retired, but he's, he's like, sometimes he is a little bit more, but he's been working a lot lately. And my mom's like, well, this is not okay. <laughs> She's like, just us. I'm like, well, mommy, we can be late to lunch then and wait till he's finished working now. The, the social aspect of it is really important because you're like, yeah. even if you do have friends, you gotta, that's why most people like, you know tend to just work regular jobs and if you're having like i don't know like your kid's birthday party all these things are done based on our regular schedule yes and And there's a and there's also just like one thing i experienced too was my mom at the time when i was working at safeway i was still living with my parents i was like 18 years old Mm -hmm. and my mom would be like you gotta get out of bed and i was like i just got home four hours ago but in her mind she was you're not you're just kind of laying around. Yeah. But in her defense too, she was like, you can't sleep 12 hours. I'm like, I know, but I don't have to go to work till 11. Yeah. And I don't know what to do between five and 11. That's hard. So it's just, you're so off. There's a reason we don't work at night. The only yeah. reason anybody's working at night is the man. They're making yeah. us do shit. We don't like it. And they're dangling the almighty dollar in front of us, Kyla. <laughs> as they should like a like a what like a chip tied to a fishing rod attached to your head (laughs) i would work i would do that that'd be yeah i'd be there (laughs) i need that chip um so yeah i mean psychology not great physiology not great uh sociology not great it's it doesn't work i don't know why they ask us to do it Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, Aside from doctors and nurses, who I didn't touch on at all, but we do need them. Please keep working night shifts. Oh God, I know, I know, but also let them. I don't, I don't know how you can be a nurse and work that many hours. You're on your feet. You're dealing with people. Oh, but bless them. Bless Bless them. Bless your sweet souls. We are so indebted to you forever. (laughs) It's the whole thing. Can I tell you a little history story? I would love nothing more. Okay. So I'm going to give you a little uh, wider thing. Like we've just discussed, sometimes accidents happen. Because you're tired, right? And you're working night shifts. A couple of things that have happened in the world uh, because that they believe happened. I won't go into too much detail, but the American Airlines flight 1420 that crashed in 1999. There was the Challenger explosion of 1986, which blew up a teacher. That was great. 
the Exxon Valdez oil spill, uh, Chernobyl, and Three Mile Island, which I'm going to talk about. These all happened at night? They all happened at night or due to people working at night and being sleep deprived. Oh my God. Yeah. I Have know we learned that- nothing? Yeah, we've never learned anything. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to do Chernobyl, but it's too it's too hard. And then, <laughs> um, then I tried to do Three Mile Island, which I don't know why I thought that was going to be easier. But if you have not seen, have you seen the Chernobyl HBO? I have. I this is so lazy. I have started it, and then mm-hmm. I just was like, just too much stuff happening. <laughs> it's so good though. It's like more. It's probably one of the best TV shows. I've heard it. I've heard nothing but amazing things, and it's so right up my alley. Only thing I missing, know. Carla. Mm-hmm. There's no Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. <laughs> oh, he's in that third episode. No, no, he's not. He's like, don't you, don't you say, president. Don't you, <laughs> <laughs> don't you suck. It's a real, me. it's a real different role for him. It was, uh, it was very shocking. Yeah, I, who knew he could do such a good Russian accent? <laughs> um, but no one, because no one did a Russian accent in the show. Um, think anyways anyways you should watch it it's very good and it does it is pretty dark so i'll give you that uh but let's talk about a little lighter thing i'm gonna kind of it's the most serious nuclear incident on u.s soul soil i was like u.s soul u.s soul it hurt the soul (laughs) of the u.s it's also on the soil which I think means because a lot of other things have happened not on U.S. soil, but were being done by the U.S. Uh, so this was built in 1974 on a sandbar in Pennsylvania's Susquehanna River, Susquehanna, uh, 10 miles downstream from the state capital of Harrisburg. Mm. In 1978, they added a second reactor and uh, this new reactor was going to increase the output. It went way over budget and was only brought online the 30th of December, 1978. How this works. I watched a lot of videos today. I'm going <laughs> to try to explain this. I have no fucking clue. Uh, it's very complicated. There is a couple of good videos I'll put in the show notes because it's but it's a hard. But I think what basically happens is steam is produced from heat mm-hmm. which makes things move and that heat is created by fission yeah yep okay yeah, yeah. i got it yeah. i'm a scientist now <laughs> nuclear scientist uh so this happened between 4 and 6 a.m on march 28 1979 so that's like only three months after this thing went live what happened was that the workers neglected to notice that the plant was losing coolant, causing the plant core to overheat and partially melt. There's a meltdown in Sector 7G. Homer Simpson was not. <laughs> you don't really want melting in <laughs> nuclear things. You don't really want melting in a lot of situations. It's not. No. I don't know. Okay, so here I'm going to try to explain what happened. The coolant system for this, obviously, this they get very hot, right? Mm-hmm. The nuclear power plants. Uh, so the coolant system failed, and the pressure in the system increased. 
So automatically, and these things happen like within seconds, uh, the block valve opened automatically, releasing coolant into a drain tank. That's to cool everything down and to uh, decrease the pressure. Increase the pressure, decrease the pressure. The other thing that happens automatically is that the reactor, if it thinks that it's getting too hot and there's not enough, um, like the pressure's getting too high, basically it drops all those you'll always hear about pressure rods or rods. They basically drop into the reactor and stop reaction. But just like if you're like on a bicycle, I'm a horrible analogy. You're on a bicycle, right? And you stop and it's a different kind of bicycle, but the wheel is still going. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when you're driving a bicycle and you fall (laughs) off the bicycle, Sometimes the wheel is still going. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Creating heat, right? Sure. It's still going. Yeah. For um, sure. So deca- what they call it decay heat is still there. So they need to throw in a bunch of coolant water to take care of that. Now, that all should have happened because this valve opened and water coolant went in. So according to like all the operators at this point, um, all that's happening is with as they would expect. Like it's as they say in Chernobyl, not great, not terrible. Uh, (laughs) The only jokes that are not going to work for the Chernobyl thing. Um, Anyway, so it happens. It's not a great idea to, like, turn off your reactor, but, like, it happens. Okay, okay. So all of this is going on as they would expect. But two minutes later, the high, high pressure water starts going into the reactor, which is another thing that is like a safety thing that that automatically happens within the system. And so this the people are confused because they can see that the water in the pressurizer, which is where this valve is open to, is rising. The system should have lots of water, which would be cooling down the system. So they're like, why is the system adding even more water? So essentially, you're on your bicycle. And the thing that norm- the brake is on, Okay. And then a hose comes, and then a hose is hosing you off. But, but you're like, but the brake's on, but the brake isn't on. The thing is still t- spinning. <sighs> okay. Okay. So wait, wait. So this could be summarized in that, <laughs> in that the uh, something was on that was not supposed to be on anymore. It was well, making- no, something was on. That was something had turned on that they didn't think should be on. Okay. Like it was an extra step that was going on that they, they were like, well, no, the number one thing is working. Why has this backup system come on? Oh, I see. So they're like, okay, that's weird. We're just going to turn off the backup system. And which was problematic. (laughs) That's not a great idea. (laughs) So if we had left this alone, they would have had a little bit of problems, but the plant would have been back online in a couple days. It would have fixed itself. That's why we always said nothing new after two. You're doing yeah. too much. <laughs> exactly. Um, but they're watching the pressure is lowering despite the relief valve. So that valve that I was telling you about, it should have closed. Uh, and then the pressure should go up and everything should be kind of back to normal. But it's not quite happening. And they're so they're like, okay, well, check what temperature the valve is at. They're like, oh, it's 200 degrees. Well, in the instructions, they say if it's over 200 degrees, that means it's open. Okay. But what do they do? 
they go, well, nothing else is saying that. So it's probably closed. It's fine. <laughs> then the sump pump goes off. So, you know, like in your basement, Yep. if you have like water going in your basement, basically what was happening, they had the water that was still coming into this pressure system, basically because the, this valve hadn't closed. Now it was just like piling into your basement. Uh, and they were like, well, no, that means nothing. So they just, they just fell, ignored that part. They should have realized that water was leaking from the pressurizer into the middle of the building. Because uh, that's a sign the water is not going where it should be, which it should be going into the coolant or into the, the um, into the I'm going to uh, tell you something, whether it's, uh-huh. your, whether it's your body or a mechanism of some kind, if yeah. water's shooting out of it, something's gone wrong. <laughs> Turn back, make an adjustment. Yeah. If, if water's coming out your bottom, that's not out of the other bottom, don't question, question things. <laughs> One time I found an elevator that was, they said it's making a splashing noise. <laughs> and I got to the building and the, the whole bottom floor was like flooded. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> I, I, you are correct. It was most certainly making a splashing noise. Oh, yeah, we had that in one building and it was because it was the groundwater yeah. coming in. Did not smell great. No, if you see water, something's wrong, but yeah. unless you're in a lake, don't yeah. <laughs> figure it out. Not a forest. So anyways, now the floor is starting to rumble because there's no water going through the pumps anymore. Now it's just steam. And that's super annoying, right? They're stressed. Yeah. We don't need the floor wobbling. So we'll just shut off the pumps. Also, they're very expensive and they don't want to be damaged. And if they're making noise, let's just shut them down. Yeah. So anyways, radiation levels are now rising uh, because there's no water in the whole system, basically. Well, there's water in the basement, like I said, but that's not where it's supposed to be. In the wrong place. Yeah. Eventually two hours and 22 minutes later they figure out oh maybe that valve was not closed um we'll go close it now if they had done that 20 minutes in again things probably would have been okay but everything is so fucking hot (laughs) that the only like way to release heat was actually coming out of this this valve and so then the core gets real hot and they're not, they still haven't figured out, oh, we should probably turn that like original system backup plan, like high pressure water back on. Cause you know, hot, mm-hmm. put water on it. Fireman things, do the fireman things. Um, it took them four hours and 26 minutes before they do that. So while all of this is going on, basically if they left it alone, the safety devices would have controlled the situation. But the human operators in the control room, I mean, there was some like confusing and contradictory <laughs> readings, but they shut off the emergency system. And I can't just- tell you the number of times this is done on a daily basis. Like- I know. And this is why, I mean, like, this is the thing. We Nuclear is maybe a really good thing, but like we're too incapable of doing things correctly. <laughs> they have to be just on... <laughs> And we will second guess computers who know who know oh, what the right thing is to do. We'll be like, this fucking dinging is 
unmanageable. I gotta yeah. do something, you know what I mean? Like, How are you gonna get yelled at GPF and been like, no, I'm going down this way, and then you... Or how many times have I reset my engine light being like, I don't want to see that. (laughs) Bums me out. The core had actually heated to over 4,000 degrees. That's very warm. That's pretty, I mean, I've never once baked cookies at 4,000 degrees. (laughs) Which just seems too hot. Not to be there for very long. So apparently that's only 1,000 degrees short of a full meltdown. Oh my god. Yeah, and if a meltdown occurs, then core the core melts and de- deadly radiation is released into the area. Oh my god. Well, that did not happen, but the contaminated water that was leaking everywhere uh, was, rele- was releasing radioactive gases throughout the plant, so the levels were dangerous but not immediately life-threatening to the people in the area. At 8 a.m., while they're still not figuring this shit out, the news catches on. And so it's all over the press, all over the, like, fucking country, right? Right. Um, and, of course, the plant's parent, plant's parent company is like, oh, no, it's fine. Nothing's happening. There's definitely no radiation anywhere, even though people could detect slight, slightly increased levels of radiation on the grounds. And the core was basically, after they put the water back in and it cools everything down they figure out half the core has been destroyed or is molten so like not (laughs) not great great. i mean not great not great not terrible um (laughs) because it had not escaped its protective shell and so no radiation was escaping so actually like there i have to say in this situation there were a lot of fail safes there's yep. just a lot of people involved touching the fail seats and fucking them up. <laughs> just so many people who were so tired on night shift just being like, no, shut the bells off. No, <laughs> make the shaking stop. No. Um, one thing I found out, you know those big cone things that you kind of, you associate with nuclear, explo- like nuclear, um, nuclear, um, oh, what are we talking about? Nuclear power plants. So yep. like in The Simpsons. Yeah. That's not actually the nuclear power plant. It's like a small thing beside it. That's just the coolant tank. And that's where the steam goes out. So actually, it's not like coming. When you see like the smoke coming out of the thing in The Simpsons, that's just steam. That's just steam. Oh, okay. That's not really smoke. No. But it is still contributing to the demise of our planet. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Burns. Um, Two days later, March 30th, a bubble of highly flammable hydrogen gas was discovered in the reactor building. And apparently this was created the two days previously when all of this had happened, when the core materials reacted with superheated steam. And they were worried that this was going to explode and maybe take out the area. And so they, they advised residents to stay indoors and present and pregnant women and preschool children were advised to leave the area within a five five mile radius. Ah, What is wrong with me today? (laughs) Within a five mile radius. Okay, you guys. One thing we wanted to surprise you with is we're doing this at four in in the morning. To (laughs) we thought we'd pull a night shift, and now I can't talk. Uh, So what happens when somebody goes like, "Uh, "Just stay inside," but like. People that we really are worried about, you guys need to get out of the area. Yeah, panic, pandemonium. Yeah, panic. 
Uh, within days, 100,000 people had, had fled the area. Local banks were starting to run out of cash. Oh, my God. Because people were just running in and being like, give me all my money. Because <laughs> there were no are, We are literally fucking apes. <laughs> when COVID happened and all the toilet paper disappeared and there was no <laughs> meat on the shelves. <laughs> give me in a day. Yeah. April 1st, good old President Jimmy Carter. Who? Mm-hmm. I don't know. He, I keep coming up across from him. Sounds like a good guy. Jimmy Carter, I don't think, like, I don't think a lot of people hate it. I mean. I think they hated him as a president. Oh, but they I think did. don't know why. Okay. Um, I think he's just fairly blah. I think he's kind of, anyways. Um, he was actually a trained nuclear engineer. <laughs> He visited the site and inspected it and was like, everything's okay and calm down the residence. Oh my <laughs> god. I take back my great guide uh syndrome <laughs> comments. I don't think I don't I think he didn't exactly do it that way. But um the fact that he was there was probably like I can't see Trump going to a nuclear <laughs> power plant. That seems yeah. like the exact place he would go. Just That's to be true. Like, he probably thinks it makes his hair pretty good. Well making power plants good again. Uh, they then agreed that afternoon I don't know if President Jimmy Carter was in this conversation or not that the that hydrogen bubble would not explode and it would slowly bleed from the system the hydrogen would bleed from the system as the system reactor cooled investigators ruled sleep deprivation as a significant factor behind the accident they found lapses in quality assurance and maintenance, inadequate operator training, lack of communication of important safety information. They also found out that that relief valve that was not working properly had previously failed on 11 occasions, nine of which were in the open position, allowing for coolant to escape. So I don't know, maybe send a memo. Yeah. Uh, there was also equipment instrument malfunctions, obviously human errors in operating procedures and mistaken decisions. One thing I do have to talk about that's very weird, and I almost gave up like 15 minutes before doing the podcast. <laughs> I was having a really hard time finding a lot of information on this that was not on a nuclear website. Really? Yeah. It wasn't run by like the nuclear American blah, 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 or like anything that was like kind of tied to that world. They were the ones that had all the information or like had a lot of the information, but they didn't, they were very uh, bland. And I mean, obviously they aren't going to explain as much as I went into detail. Cause I went and watched some guy give a lot of detail. Yeah. Cause nobody needs to know that much information, but, um, but I made you guys listen to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it was, it was very strange because I think there, what this kind of led to, uh, no one died, which is really amazing. And like I said, most of the radiation was contained within the building. But what happened was it caused a mass panic about nuclear power. Okay. And really started the shift, not increase and not build anything. Now, keeping in mind, this is 1979. Chernobyl doesn't happen until 1986. Oh, and wow. then that's really when we were like, okay. Yeah, no more like, power. hey guys, we're not responsible enough to deal with this. Yes, but that's now changing. 
I think. I think it's coming back. Well, um, isn't Fukushima like the latest power plant to leak into the ocean? That was another one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's that like the most one. recent. That was from the, the tsunami. Yeah. It was built kind that of... That was too much water. That was, again... <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm, I'm starting to not like water a bunch. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. So the um the one that, that so there were two units on that site uh unit one was actually not resumed into operation until 1985 so six years later and cleanup took till 1990 uh, <laughs> on the other one and it was too damaged to be rescued so dude chernobyl is still not cleaned up like <laughs> doesn't it stop a lot of millennials from going to have vacations there though <laughs> post Instagram photos. Oh my god. That's so scary. Chernobyl's a weird kind of like literal ghost town. Yeah. And of a different age and yeah. Anyways, I can talk about Chernobyl for years, but we'll we'll just do that as a life event one day. Yeah, Chernobyl life event. (laughs) Mixed with I'm so sorry we're (laughs) Carla's gonna explain nuclear fission again. Do you got anything a little bit more uh, more in the recent times? Yeah, I do, and I went in a totally different direction. <laughs> I just completely okay. different, actually. This <laughs> <laughs> I went. Uh, there is a new. Uh, I li- I like new businesses. I like new things. Uh, mm-hmm. This is inspired by night shift workers, and it's called. It's a bar called the Night Shift. No. And it's in uh, Houston, Texas, on the East End. Uh, so yeah. I would imagine that's seemingly like kind of their popular end, the way they talk about it, because there's a lot of new uh, bars coming up on there they name. Uh, this uh, is inspired by night shift workers, and uh, they keep their kitchen open till 2 o'clock in the morning, which if if anyone knows if they like to late night go out and party and stuff mm-hmm. like that, it's... Aside from pizza and hot dogs, it's pretty hard to find good food at two o'clock yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, the whole menu is inspired by uh, late night eating. So the mm. the the chefs or sorry, the bar chef Danny uh, Leals has a, a Mexican heritage, so he includes dishes like gas station burrito, which is awesome, <laughs> uh, made with uh, vegan chorizo cheese, black beans, yuca fries, and sweet chili sauce. Um, Stuff, yeah, just like in like insane fun things. Uh, their cocktail menu is outstanding. It's like super high class cocktails at like two o'clock in the morning. You can get men. Awesome. Uh, they they list a bunch: the Manhattan, the Trinidad Sour, the Whiskey Sour, Queens Park Swizzle, which I think we should write down and find out what that is. Ooh, Queens, Queens Park. Park Swizzle. Um, yeah, so it's it's basically like kind of a. a a shout out to all the night workers. They're like, hey, just because you work at night doesn't mean you can't come by if you get off early right. enough and have something. Yeah, I was going to say they should be open to like. They should be open to like 6 a.m. I know, <laughs> but I feel like liquor laws. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a big problem. Are, are getting in the way of that. But um, I thought it was nice. And, and I know there's a lot of like late night eaters and drinkers. So I would imagine this will be a, this will be a huge, uh, a huge hit. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, it's called the night shift, and uh, if you're ever in Houston, stop by because it looks really cool. Actually, they they have like an outstanding uh, rooftop patio and all kinds of different Ooh. stuff. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. So now all this did was like I'm like, how do we get to Houston? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
let us in americans let us in i know why are you not and the british are not letting us in no we one's letting us that. in we're so we sick like of it. it we're letting we're you in polite. no one ever doesn't include us we don't get included sometimes just because our fucking trailer park boys randy looking motherfucker <laughs> uh, uh <laughs> premier it says we don't have to contact trace anymore it doesn't mean we're unsafe um <laughs> He, does, <laughs> dude, he looks like randy for sure oh, yes. i want and when he was like dressed up as a cowboy it looked like when him and mr Leahy <laughs> used to just like get dressed up and i yeah. was just inconsolably oh la- laugh weeping yeah uh what a doofus mm-hmm. anywho <laughs> anywho uh speaking of uh trailer park boys and drinking and sure drinking yeah <laughs> Oh, no, wait. We wanted to do a thing, right? Yeah, I wanted to tell you guys about our Patreon. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if you know about it. We typically do it at the end of the episode, so I think you've all tuned out by then. But we've caught on to your sneaky tricks. (laughs) We're doing it in the middle of the episode. We're not going to tell you about the drink until you listen. Uh, (laughs) uh, We have a Patreon. It's got a bunch of extra bonus content. Uh, We do full series on there where we, like, we... um, we pair the tragically hip songs with alcohol. We're doing a full summer series where it's like uh, boating and water slides and drive-in movies. Yeah, uh, we learn we learn a lot about water in those ones too, but in a good way, in a totally different, more positive yeah. light. Uh, yeah, we've got we've got informative uh, episodes about different beer glasses, what you should be using for what beer, different wine glasses, different. Um, just like we do little games, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun. And uh, we, we put a, little, a lot of work into it. And uh, it's just like an extra fun bonus thing. And I know some of you are already Patreons and we're very, very grateful for that. Um, yeah. If you're not and you want to become one, good on you. Uh, you can head yeah. over to our website. And on the top right hand corner, there is a button uh, that just says Patreon. You can click on that baby. And uh, we have three different levels. Oh, yeah. Uh, you want to tell them about our levels, Carlo? I do. You can join three different kinds of tiers or different clubs. Uh, there is the Beer League, which is $2. I think that's an American. I think we're talking American money here. Yep. Uh, $2 a month, which gets you a bonus episode every month. A cocktail hour, which is $5 per month. You get bonus episodes and you get some behind-the-scenes content. And our prestigious wine club. At $10 per month, you get bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and merch every two months. So, very, very exciting. And it helps us out a ton. Because we're... Yeah, we gotta buy a lot of booze for this dumb podcast. (laughs) It's very expensive. (laughs) Uh, We're not making... We're not making... What do you used to call it? We're not making... Sweet, sweet cheddar. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's not. We're not making cheese. I don't know. Yeah, we we don't got it. Uh, but we, <laughs> if got not, if not, that's all right too. Uh, and we're very mm-hmm. grateful that you listen every week. Um, so thank you for doing that. And sorry we snuck it in in the middle of the episode, but that desperate times, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> now we're gonna move on to the cocktail the the beer yes. the stout the beer. more importantly yes carla 
Have you heard of 88 Brewing Co. Uh, here in Calgary? I had not. I'm excited. Always like to hear of a new, new company. So they're pretty cool, man. Uh, another, uh, obviously, another brewery. A lot, of, a lot of breweries. Very trendy. This one is really focused in on, I am a sucker for good merch and just good merch. Oh. Because, so they're 88 because that's when the Olympics were in uh, Calgary. And um, all their merch is like so brightly colored and beautiful. Anyways, they're uh, Calgary-owned, Calgary-run. Uh, and so they're they're pretty local, local kind of people. Um, I thought this would be a fun uh, little pairing. Uh, the Good Morning Coffee Stout, Carla. Right, because then you, you can have a beer when you get home <laughs> yeah. after your shift. Yeah, so it's like a coffee and a beer. So all those things where you're like, I don't know what to eat. I don't know what to drink. I don't know who I am. You just slump back one of these. What day is it? What hour is it? So they have a pretty great thing. Um in their uh their website they go pretty into uh, detail and i gotta tell you off the top this is like very uh, tons of coffee like it's mm. very mm-hmm. if you're looking for a coffee stout this is definitely one of them um yeah. they go on to say so that they, they first brewed it in uh july 28th 2019 so it's about two got two years on it uh it is dark brown black Thick tan head. Whoa, that sounds like a pornography. I would like to watch. Um, <laughs> I do like a thick tan head. Um, in the morning. In the morning. You know what? I, 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 that's true of me. Uh, the flavor is. They, they say right out. They go so much coffee. Strong roasted coffee, chocolate with wood at the back end. Uh, sweet but balanced with a moderate hot bitterness. Uh, creamy with a big full body warming um it's so good and it's also 6.5 percent hey so it's not a gross eight percenter where you're just like i could barf this up this is like this is a traditional uh yummy stout um it's it's got a lot of boldness to it and it's 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 heavy on the uh, alcohol content Right. So they say it tastes the most, uh, in the coffee world, uh, most like Vietnamese coffee. So that's what they were kind of aiming for. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, and these guys, they do have like a a pretty cool, uh, lineup of beers and it's just like, Mm -hmm. it's so aimed at this generation. They're just like, Hey, we're fun. We're spunky. We're, we're local, <laughs> uh, but they, it's a it's a great place to go hang out and also just like it, it's like fun '90s kickbacks and stuff like like just you know, some of their beer names are like the Ring Pop, the Duotang, the Wave Ooh. Pool, <laughs> the Night Gallery. So <laughs> I like Duotang. So do I. Pretty in pink. Uh, <laughs> so it's 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 certainly aimed at uh, us millennials, I think. Uh, Frag they have fra- Fraggle Rock Fry Apple Cider. <laughs> yeah i know so i don't know why i'm doing a commercial for this brewery but i'm telling you they suck me in every time um so yeah this is uh this is a fun very cool fun place to go and a fun place to drink and uh if you're on night shift and you don't know what to do with yourself have yourself a good morning coffee stout yes and that's perfect it was a good pick (laughs) do you have any fun facts for us carla i do um 
Let me have them. Now, night work and that kind of night shifts are more modern, but they have been actually traced back to nomadic tribes way, way, way back in the day because they required uh, camp guards yeah. to stay awake to protect the camp. And then also shepherds had to be around because the sheep, you know, they're still moving even though you count them to go to sleep. Oh, no. So they have to watch them. So I... This is like it's it's not an old wives' tale that like truly the shepherds would count the sheep, fall asleep, and then lose their herds in the morning. Probably, I can't. And then just be like, "What? A, come on, Dale, you have got to stop." What did we say about counting them? Yeah, he's like, yeah. "I'm only doing my job." He's like, "That's a daytime job, dude." Yeah, count them in the day. He's like, "I'm supposed to be sleeping during the day, but we keep moving camp." <laughs> Not having a good day. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. Uh, and the, so the 19th century industrial revolution really kind of <laughs> brought that shift work to life because they had gas and electric lamps. So it actually made it so that you could work. The invention of light has really just made us get off our ass, hasn't it? I know. We don't know if we like it. And companies would use this because basically now you can run a plant for like 24 hour. And uh, probably pay your employees less somehow, which seems to have been a thing in the Industrial Revolution. Read North and South. Don't read North and South. <laughs> you don't like me. Um, during, okay, so Graveyard Shift, also another name for Night Shift. Yes. Okay, so why? During the 1800s, it was noted that when, I don't know, graves were dug up, like probably to move them or, I don't know, some people body snatching. There's so many many reasons that they could have done it. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. Um, They would find scratch or claw marks on the inside of the coffin lid. This was not because they were vampires. This was because sometimes people fell into comas and they, they didn't know how to differentiate between a coma and being dead. So they would just bury them. Right. Another really good reason not to time travel back to the 1800s. And did you know this? And I don't, it, are, is that, is that fact done? No. Okay. I'm not going to step on your toes because I'm excited to hear. Okay. So instead they would attach a bell, (laughs) a long cord to the hand of the deceased. I didn't know about it actually being attached to the hand of the deceased. I didn't know about that either. I just thought there was a bell. Yeah, like you could bring if you woke up. Um, so there were actually night shift workers that would have had the sole job of listening out for these bells. <laughs> That's which the is, scariest job I've ever had. Uh-huh. If it, okay, let's say you would, you wrap the cord around your hand, right? Yeah. The dead person. But then you're going to decay and the hand may move. <laughs> oh my so God. So, yeah. That, it's going to ring. That bell's going to ring. And yeah, that's a lot, a lot of... of digging to find out someone's still dead. Yep. And that poor night shift worker had a heart attack. And he was very sad. That <laughs> takes a blessed soul to work oh, in a graveyard and wait for dead people to ding you. Oh, my <laughs> God. That... <laughs> that's where uh, Drake got his uh, inspiration for uh, Bling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to tell you on my cell phone. Um mm-hmm. Uh, but that's the scariest job i've ever heard i I know 
Like, I I try not to be a, a quinced out about stuff, but, like, being in graveyards, I don't love. Um, mm. I don't, I don't, I get spooked out pretty easily. Yeah, I do too. But I kind of got used to it a little bit because in the UK, they, they really have parts. The <laughs> only way I'm not spooked out is if someone else is scared and then I ride the high from their fear. Oh. And then I'm just like, oh. yeah, then I become a bully. I'm like, no, oh, are you scared? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hope no one haunts us <laughs> and then i scare myself but then i have to talk myself down from it i'm like no remember we're don't bully your own self <laughs> uh, roller coaster then for you roller coaster ride of emotion carla yes yes oh so God. yeah that's what bells are for and that's why you call it a graveyard shit good grief well, this is, are are those your facts? Those are my facts. Those were good facts. This, not that they're not good every week, but I have more favorites than other. And this was. Do you like my, my scratch claw for my facts? I like that. <laughs> I like the sheeps. I liked, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of, I was really into the facts this week. <laughs> Let's call this, Car- uh, we'll call this episode Carla's Facts. Brittany. Yeah. Brittany Carla f- teaches vision Car- oh. education badly no. and Carla please fact. do not believe anything I just said I I did spend like at least an hour and a half trying to learn it, please but. call this episode Carla facts Brittany <laughs> because that would just make my day <laughs> um you guys we're so happy you listen every week this is our most favorite thing to do and uh it's just a just an excuse for us to um blather on uh with a few beers on us and pretend like we're working yeah so we really yeah. appreciate uh your, your your listenership and we thank you very much oh uh we should always say but this is the the most important part this podcast is brought to you uh by the very uh funny uh comedy here often network which Yay. yeah uh check them out man there's so many good podcasts on there there's so many there's live events now happening uh in vancouver uh, that they're putting Ooh. together. So, like, check it out, man. We're so uh, grateful to be a part of the crew. And uh, if you have a chance, dip on over to their uh, website and have a listen to some of the other uh, fantastic podcasters on there. Uh, in the meantime, we love you. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys.